You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Fusion. Amplifying truth and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up, uh, Katie McFarland will weigh in on what national security policy should look like in the uh, week of the first presidential debate uh, from both those on the debate stage and the one who isn't. Stay with us. Well, welcome aboard. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It's a busy Tuesday and we've got a lot to get to and uh, some of the top line news of the day. The former president has announced that he will turn himself into Georgian authorities on Thursday of this week. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office said in a news release on Monday afternoon that when Trump surrenders, there will be a hard lockdown of the area surrounding the main county jail. He's going to face a $200,000 bond and orders not to send threatening social media messages as he awaits trial in Georgia on charges of trying to overturn his 2020 election loss. This, according to a bond agreement on Monday. Um, In addition to that, as I've already made mention, this is debate week, and that means Wednesday night, all of the Republican candidates that qualified minus one will be on the stage. Uh, The uh, candidates expected to appear include Chris Christie, Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, uh, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, Nikki Haley, former South Carolina governor, and others. uh, You have to be polling, I think it's at 1% with some 40,000 donors uh, to your campaign efforts thus far. We've also got uh, some other interesting uh, news that as we are thinking about uh, and, and dealing with this week, um, there are a number of things that I felt like needed to be said about the president's trip to Maui yesterday. For the second time in the in the month, the Bidens, the, the president and the first lady went on vacation. Uh, the, this time they went on vacation to a billionaire donor's home uh, in uh, out west somewhere that uh, had given uh, the president a lot of money in his campaign. Um, and then they took some time out of that to fly the rest of the way over to um, the Hawaiian island to observe the damage and then to report back. And when they were done touring, uh, the president made a joke at one point about the dog that was uh, there with the uh, safety officer uh, and made a joke within earshot of the uh, cameras. Then he went to a meeting that was supposed to be one of comfort for the surviving uh, members of families uh, from the fire. And keep in mind that there are 850 to 1,000 people still missing, and many of them are children. It's likely that there are nearly 500 people that have died, but there are uh, nearly 850 to 1,000 people missing. And as they are still trying to find where these people are, um, the, the president got up and, and in his remarks to the survivors uh, began to talk about a fire that took place in his uh, Delaware home. And he made it sound like as though the entire house burned down. The, the fire department in Delaware that put it out said it was restricted to just the kitchen and it was put out in relatively short period of time, less than 20 minutes. They had the fire out completely. Um, But when he told it yesterday, he made it sound as though the entire house had burned down. And he said, I nearly lost my wife, my 67 Corvette and my cat. And he says this to a room of people that have lost nearly 500 of their friends and family and still have missing another 850 on top of that. It is a bit mystifying 
to try to understand what that could possibly have been intended to mean. And he does this all the time. It's very interesting to, to listen to this current president because anywhere he goes, and he's really, really bad at the comforting thing. It's like he's still in campaign mode even when he when he's trying to be. But if you'll remember, when the Afghanistan, the those that were killed in Afghanistan of our military members were flown home, and he met the families on the tarmac at Andrews. As the um, bodies were coming off, you know, the, the caskets were coming off, um, he's checking his watch and he's like, you know, how much longer does this have to go? And then he said something about when, when one of them confronted him about it, he said something to the effect of, well, I, I know what you've been through. I lost my, my son in Iraq, meaning Bo, his oldest. And it's not true. Bo Biden was not killed in action. He 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 died from a non-related issue. It was not it was not the war. He he had a medical condition. He died in a hospital in the states. But the president continues to tell a story on the campaign trail that he lost Bo Biden in Iraq. And he didn't. And look, there are so many things wrong with the world today. There's so many challenges that we're being faced with as a country that you would almost think that going into these things was frivolous. Like, why take the time to make up a fake story about a fire or about the death of your son? Well, first of all, why dishonor the, the memory of your son? by making him more or less a punchline of your of your campaign speech. I mean, it's not that part's kind of unfathomable. But then you have this thing where he just he doesn't know how to comfort people. And maybe he doesn't know how to comfort people because he doesn't know truth that would that would comfort him. Maybe these are the realities of his life kind of um, jutting up against each other. Look, if you don't if you don't have a true source or sense of hope in your own life, it's going to be hard for you to give others hope. It, it just is. You can't, you can't draw water from a dry well. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So it, whereas, you know, I, I'm a Bible believing Christian and I believe that even when I'm going through difficulties that God has a purpose and a plan in it. And I, and I look to him to lead me through that, that that's where I gain my hope from. You cannot be inspiring and hopeful to people if you don't have hope in your own life. And I think that's where Joe Biden is a little bit uh, lost. He thinks he has to make up stories to kind of one up the people that he's with to make them feel like, Oh, they're not really going through as bad a thing as they, as they thought they were. I don't know. It's a very bizarre kind of habit of his, and one that I think is uh, not particularly helpful to the people that he's tr trying, at least on on the surface, on you know, if we take him at his word, that he's trying to be helpful too. All right, coming up next, a very tough discussion with a very tough lady. In fact, she's fighting for parents everywhere in places where parents are being told they're not needed anymore. We're going to speak with Kimberly Fletcher of Moms for America and what they're doing to help save your kids' school districts uh, where you live. And then a little bit later, KT McFarland's going to weigh in on uh, what the candidates this week should be thinking about by way of national security policy. Very interesting conversation I hope to have with her. That's all straight ahead. Calvin McCullough, don't go anywhere. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. 
We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on Local Now, Channel 525. Join us for the World Missionary Evangelism Broadcast from Dallas, Texas. For over 60 years, World Missionary Evangelism has reached out to impoverished and suffering children and people across the globe, meeting their physical needs and sharing the gospel on a daily basis. The World Missionary Evangelism Broadcast, each Monday through Friday on this station. Listen weeknights at 830 on WMCA. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. I attended the annual shareholder meeting of the video streaming company Vimeo and had the opportunity to question the CEO, Anjali Sud, about the company's statements in favor of abortion. She answered the question, but she didn't really answer the question. She claimed that the statements about abortion were only in the context of health care policy for employees. But that simply is not true. I dug up her original social media post in which she called abortion, quote, a fundamental human right, but also a vital part of building an inclusive and high-functioning society, unquote. That's way beyond HR policy, which means she misled shareholders who listened to her answer at the annual meeting. It's time for CEOs to separate their personal politics from the companies that are owned by other people. It's time to be straight with us about political entanglement and to get serious about disentanglement. I'm Jerry Boyer. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeartAlexa or Odyssey.com. When you use the AccuWeather app, you'll see one thing you don't see in any other weather app. AccuWeather's exclusive Real Feel Temperature. Real Feel Sun and Real Feel Shade temperatures combine more than a dozen factors to provide an accurate measure of how weather conditions really feel to an appropriately dressed person. Only the AccuWeather Real Field Temperatures Index includes sunshine, rain, and all factors that affect how air feels. Download the AccuWeather app in the App Store, Google Play, or at AccuWeather.com to feel the impact of Real Field today. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Most people fall prey to Satan's tricks, schemes, and deceptions, which hinders their walk with God. Pastor Ray Hagestelianos, Bible study host on More Than Conquerors weekday afternoons at 2, has written a book called Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise to understand the dangers and live in victory, to overcome every attack of the enemy and live a more blessed life. Get your copy now at PastorRayNY.com. Listen to More Like Jesus with Pastor Dave Gustafson. 2 Timothy 3 again. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Tune in Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. The benefit of studying Scripture is as we develop this habit and it starts to reshape our brains, it prepares us for anything that God might want us to do in life. More Like Jesus on WMCA. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is someone that I think is going to represent and speak for one of the most underrepresented, uh, at least in the media, demographics that will be making their presence felt in this upcoming election. It's one of the reasons why I've been tracing a lot of the issues that they have been talking about. And there's more than just one organization that's doing this really good work, but it is an honor to uh, welcome my next guest with us. She's the founder and president and CEO of Moms for America and Moms for America Action. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kimberly Fletcher. Hello, Kimberly. Hello. It is great to be with you here today. Um, let's talk about, uh, well, and by the way, I want to say right up front, um, if you enjoy this piece uh, today, uh, Kimberly publishes every other Monday at townhall.com, where I publish on Sundays, and I look forward to um, more and more people knowing about what you're doing, Kimberly. But let me let me ask you, th- there seemed to be a, a almost imperceptible shift right after the last presidential election that when Joe Biden came in in January and made one of his first national priorities to be the adamant implementation of gender ideology across the schools, kind of from the bully pulpit of the White House. Um, It seemed to be a declaration of war, if you will, on everyday moms that may not have even been all that political. What has happened in the last three years to mothers, how they think and how they respond to what the administration and the culture at large has been pushing? Well, they're responding with anger and frustration, um, kind of scratching their heads going, what is wrong with you people? I mean, it, it, we, we see common sense and we don't understand why no one else has it. So as I talk to moms around the country, uh, the main three things I hear is they feel like they are being completely ignored. They are trying to be usurped. They're trying to be replaced and they don't like it. They're very, they're very angry and they're looking for any angles that they can find to protect their children and make sure that their parental rights are respected. And this has played out differently in different states. Um, and Virginia is a place where it swept a governor into office and they've had some success, at least legislatively there. We're going to we're going to come back to Virginia in a second. But you've got states like California now that are wanting to criminalize moms who show up at school board meetings and simply disagree. Yeah, that's a real problem. I'm actually in California this week, and I I spent a lot of time in California this summer because moms are just very hungry for what can we do? How can we be effective? And if you've seen the the, the moms and dads, the parents in Chino who have come out and said, we're not going to take this. And, and this is crossing all, all divides because a motherhood's the great unifier. And when you protect your children and you care about your children, that's something that unites us all. And we have moms, I've I've met with moms in Los Angeles, I've met with Armenian moms, I've met with Muslim moms, Jewish moms, Christian moms, and we all are concerned about the same thing. So in California, they are really feeling like they're just being run over. And when you have, uh, I mean, there's a bill out right now, uh, SB 665, one, one number short of the devil bill, and that's what all the moms are calling it, because they're now saying that they can take their children away as young as 12 years old. They want to lower the age of consent to 12 years old and then say these children can consent to having their bodies mutilated or um, transitioning drugs. And the parents can't do anything about it. They can be emancipated. They can go live somewhere else. And I, I'm, there's nobody who's going to love these children or want to protect them like their parents. And for the government to step in and, and say, oh, we know better than you do. And these children who are who are too young to make these kind of decisions, the government is basically forcing them down a path. And all of the, the bullying and intimidation tactics that the schools and, and the communities are using to push them down that path is, is causing enormous amount of harm to our children. And that's why these moms are standing up and fighting back. Well, they haven't. Um, I've said this for a long time. The left, they're, they're not really having that many children. And the ones... Uh, that they want to experiment with and do all this kind of social uh, engineering with are always those that belong to us, the the people that are uh, more traditional in our outlook. And I think by attacking particularly the bond between parent and child, um, the the political aspirations of that side is really biting off, I think, way more than they can chew. What do you feel like um, the response is going to be, barring 
the current powers that be in places like the governor's mansion in, in California and the White House uh, stepping back and saying we are wrong and making a complete three, uh, you know, 180. What 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 is the impact going to be on this election by the very constituency that you're speaking for? Moms are going to determine this election, and that's the bottom line. Uh, we've determined the election in 2021 in Virginia. We determined the election in Florida in 2022. And as I was going around the media after the 2022 election, I had all of these media outlets who were asking me, well, what happened to the red wave and what's the split vote? So there was no split vote. It was a flipped vote. And there was a red tsunami that came out as millions of moms who'd never voted flooded to the polls to vote for one office and went home, school board. Now we just need to move them up the ballot and help them see the other people that are representing them and that are going to protect their rights. And the reason why Florida did so well in the election and Governor DeSantis is because they'd already proven that that's what they're doing. The laws that they were passing, the champion that that, that the governor had become in Florida, we were looking at him as like America's governor. And we had moms in several other states who were like, look, DeSantis is doing, do that. You know? yeah. We had a seat at the table in Florida. And, and well, we are and now had, having a seat at the table success. across the board. In Virginia, the year before, as you just mentioned, we did that's what largely swept Glenn Youngkin to uh, power. And there were moms who were of all political persuasions. I mean, we have a mom that lives up north in uh, northern Virginia and right across the street from them. They, their kids play together, but they have diametrically opposed views on politics and for work it out there first, you know. But during the elections, previous elections, they not only supported Democrat candidates like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they held fundraisers for them in their in their you know large homes. And in 2021, they had Yuckin signs in their front yard because you don't tell anyone that they aren't your kids. Yeah, I think, like I said, they're they're way overstepping their boundaries. And when you when you come between a mother and, and a child, I mean, there's just something that God created about that bond that makes it unique. And it's just best if government not mess with it. Um, Dangerous not, place to be. <laughs> and it's not it's not just California, Washington State, Michigan. There's a number of states that are putting forward legislation that either criminalize the act of protest at, at school council meetings or they're actually uh, advocating for that emancipation of the child from the family that you were talking about earlier. And I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that we have anyone anywhere in America that advocates this. But Kimberly, it's not just in one or two spots. This is a mainline view of the progressive Marxists that are trying to, um, that, well, I guess they're just tired of traditional values thwarting their plans and they can't go through the courts anymore because we've got a different type of judicial system. Thank you, Donald Trump. And so they're they're trying to go back and figure out, well, if we can't go through laws because we can't get them passed legislatively and we can't get courts to be activists to, to change them, then we just have to just go out and, and grab them ourselves on the state level. And that's what it appears that they're trying to do. It's exactly what they're trying to do. And we have literally become their their worst their worst enemy, their biggest obstruction. Because when you start connecting all the dots of everything that they're doing from the comprehensive sex education, the gender identity, the critical race theory, um, even as, as much as, as far as the environmentalist programs and the yep. e economic collapse, I mean, you start connecting the dots and there is one objective, kill God and enslave the American people. And they're weaponizing our children to do it. Let's take a break on that note, kill God, and take away children. That is exactly what they're trying to do. Kimberly Fletcher is my guest. We're coming right back with a very specific case that we're going to talk about. Stay here. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. 
Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. To enter, go to WMCA.com. My grandma and grandpa grew up in Cairo, and there wasn't the modern conveniences that we have today. Deborah Fileta on Focus on the Family Minute. My grandfather was a hardworking man, and every night he would go to bed and he would ask my grandmother, could you go get me a cup of water? And after a while, this act of unconditional sacrifice every night, she finally was like, I'm going to get smart with this. You know, what if I just bring a pitcher of water and put it next to the bed? So once in the middle of the night, his phone rings and he forgets there's a pitcher of water right next to the nightstand. So he grabs that pitcher of water and he ends up completely and <laughs> utterly drenched. <laughs> thinking it's so the phone. a good plan gone awry. A good plan gone awry, exactly. Oh. But, but really the idea is that sacrifice and selflessness is never convenient. Learn how to serve your spouse selflessly. Hear more from Deborah at familyminute.org. Credit card debt is at an all-time high. The word inflation has become a household word. Now we are seeing banks collapsing before our eyes and throwing the economy on a very nervous roller coaster. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. And yes, those are all very scary things, but there is a silver lining here. And that's with all the turmoil going on with these banks, a huge interest rate drop has happened in mortgages. Now is the time to make that call at 800-804-SAVE that's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Now is the time to act because with this economy, who knows how long this is lasting. It's that perfect time for that free mortgage checkup. 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, and MLS number 819382. The WMCA August Ministry of the Month is Summit Life with J.D. Greer. Because Israel rejected Jesus, a lot of us Gentiles were able to find him a savior. Listen Monday through Friday morning at 530. That means that even Israel's rejection of Jesus ultimately served a larger, better purpose, and that was the inclusion of lost nations. Tune in weekday mornings at 7 to win a copy of his book, Essential Christianity. Summit Life, the August Ministry of the Month on WMCA. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Kimberly Fletcher is my guest. She is the founder of Moms for Action. Uh, and Moms for, I'm sorry, Moms for America and Moms for America Action, the policy side and the politically active side. And she is crisscrossing the country, mother of eight. She's busy. She's got her life to, to live, but she's also a published uh, columnist at townhall.com. I encourage you to, to read her stuff. Um, Kimberly, this last week, and I was aware of this from a couple of different sources in advance, but Fairfax County um, is, it, they're just coming down and they're saying, we don't even care if it's state law. We're going to defy the parents in our district. We're not going to give them the opportunity to uh, to opt out. We're not going to let them object. We're, we're, we're going to basically hold their kids hostage, even though the state law has changed and all of the uh, guiding, overarching, uh, governing authorities say they can't do it. And yet this principal and administration is saying that they're going to do it anyway. Um, that's a pretty defiant spine that they're trying to raise against you guys what 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 are the mothers of that district saying about it so they're obviously very upset and the first thing they wanted to do was figure out what they can do about it so they reached out to us and we have different legal actions that we can take Um, we have hiring and firing processes that we can go through so the first thing we have to do is we have to go to that fairfax school board and we have to identify who is going to be protecting parental rights and putting the edu- quality education of children before their politics. And then those who are not in that game, can we move them towards there? And if we can't, 
then they need to be replaced. So that's the first objective uh, is to is to identify who. But that seems like a longer arc strategy. This principal is saying is. for this school year, she's going to defy state law. Do you have? She a, needs to be fired. Do you have a and police person at the school on day one, um, right. ready to take her into custody? Like how can how can she just get away with that? She can't. She's breaking the law. And so and here's the, one of the things about these laws that I always tell people, you need to start with the Constitution. You need to consider unintended consequences. And then you need to determine how are you going to enforce it? And that's one of the things that when you're passing legislation is very often overlooked. Hmm. And so I'm re I've already reached out to several of my friends who are in the um, the Virginia legislature and asked them, what is the enforcement part of this of this law? Because we need to enforce it. And she needs to be fired. She needs to be removed from that school immediately because she's not only breaking the law, she's become a proven detriment and threat to our children. And she's going to completely ignore the safety procedures that we have put in place to protect our children. She has now become a threat to them and she well, needs to be arrested. And it's not like Virginia isn't familiar with some of the downsides of this because they played around with this prior to the Youngkin election. And you had sexual assaults going on in school bathrooms where boys and girls were uh, using the same bathroom. I mean, this was it's one thing for them to say, well, we don't have the evidence or the research isn't final or all the rest of it. But Virginia has made this uh, an, an exercise that they played around with prior and it was bad. They have purposely ignored the claims that parents have made, and it's. I wish I could say that it's, you know, it's an isolated incident, but as you know, it's it's everywhere. This is happening in Florida and Texas, where we've worked hard to pass laws and school districts, principals, um, sometimes teachers are just saying, yeah, whatever, we're just going to do whatever we want. And it goes beyond the principal. We, we need to make sure that we know what's actually happening in our children's classroom. And despite what the school district will tell you or the school will tell you, you have every right to monitor that classroom. You have every right to go in and look at the books in the, in the school. Just go to the office, respectfully sign in, get a badge. And one of the things they'll tell you is, well, we don't have the staff to be able to accompany you and escort you through the school in the classroom. I'm a parent. If my child is in here, I can handle walking through the halls myself. And I just, I think that we we need as parents need to realize that we have got to take back control of our children's education. And if that means pulling them out of school, okay. If that means leaving them in school, we need to protect them. We just stand up and be an advocate for them. Know what your children are learning in the classroom and make sure that the teacher is following the law as well as the principal. How do people access uh, Moms for America and specifically help in this way with you guys? They can come to momsforamerica.us. You go to the top menu bar and click on Empower Moms. The information is there. Call or email us directly. If you are having a problem legally or you have the CPS is at your door or you're being silenced, we can help you with all of those things. We have a, a series of legal firms that we use, and many of them do pro bono cases. So if you just start with momsforamerica.us, call us, email us. We're there to help you. That is fantastic. Momsforamerica.us.com. Make note of that, momsforamerica.us, and then click the Empower Moms uh, tab at the top. Um, Kimberly Fletcher, thank you for fighting such a valiant fight. And we please come back. We will continue to um, rally and sound the alarm here. But without good boots on the ground, there's nothing that can be done uh, from a, a TV screen or a radio microphone. So it's really important that we uh, make sure that we get the information and have the, the groups capable of following up. And I'm grateful for what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow family want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regularly priced at $69.98, are now only $19.98, and just $10 more, you get the king size. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to get Mike Lindell's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. 
1998 or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all other MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow's history. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. One, two, three, four, five. Numbers most important for prostate cancer treatment. One, excellent results. Two, avoiding robotic surgery. Three, maintaining sexual function. Four, keeping urinary control. Five, avoiding robotic surgery's penis shortening. One, two, three, four, five. Our goals of prostate cancer treatment for you. I'm Dr. Lederman. Men with prostate cancer wish great results, avoiding robotic surgery, maintaining sexual and urinary life, and penis integrity. Meet Dr. Lederman to learn more. For free booklet DVD, call 2 and 2 Choices. All outpatient, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Call Dr. Lederman, 2 and 2 Choices. Decades of experience treating thousands with prostate cancer. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Results avoiding robotic surgery, quality of life, penis integrity. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Call 2 and 2 Choices, 2 and 2 Choices. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You could save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Very glad to have you with us on this Tuesday. And per normal, um, Lady KT McFarland rejoins us. Uh, she is the civilian equivalent of a uh, four-star, four-star or five-star? Four-star. Four-star. We four- haven't had five-stars since World War II. There we go. So she's the civilian equivalent of the of a four-star admiral or general. Uh, on the civilian side of the Pentagon from a couple of different administrations and advised presence, uh, presidents all along. Um, but KT, I'm always, always, always grateful that you make time for us because what I love about the way you do your commentary is that you break it down so that my listeners that may not be absorbed in national security discussion can always understand it. And that's a, a great talent. But let me ask you the, uh, the, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. The next election starts this week. The first debate is off and running uh, on Wednesday. And on the same night, uh, number 45 is going to sit down with Tucker Carlson and kind of an act of independence. And I think 
maybe a stroke of brilliance, who knows. But they're all going to be basically trying to say the same thing to the American people. This is why you should vote for me. Before we talk about 45's message, because voters have a kind of an idea of what his foreign policy is like. What do you want to hear from the guys that stand on the stage in Milwaukee? What kind of specificity are you looking for? Um, how in the weeds do they need to get in terms of their foreign policy and national security messages for voters here on the very first time that some of them will be seen by some of them? You know, I don't want anybody to get in the weeds because then you lose the audience. But I also don't want to let them get away with the sort of broad general statements of, I believe in America first, or I believe in peace through strength. I would like to see some specific meat on those bones. And in the three areas I want to see that meat is on the Ukraine war, on China, and on the defense budget and the direction of defense. So, for example, um, on Ukraine, I want to see somebody say, okay, Joe Biden has spent probably close to $100 million or 100, sorry, $100 billion, $100 billion on Ukraine. We are paying for both sides of the Ukraine war. We're paying for the side of Ukraine. We're also paying for the side of Russia because of high energy prices, oil and natural gas prices because of Joe Biden's war on American fossil fuels. We're paying for the Russian side because Russia gets a lot of extra money from its expensive exports. They, They make a lot of money when exporting oil and natural gas at a very high price. It doesn't have to be that high if we would only produce our own energy. Um, and so I'd like to see that. What is the stand on this? Is this a forever war? Are you for it? Are you, are you for pursuing it? Are you for pursuing it even at the expense of the United States military and the United States readiness, which is, I think, what it is. So that's one. Number two, I want to hear about China. That's the most important one. That's the strategic threat to the United States. Don't just tell me that you want to be tough on China, but how? How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it through trade? Are you going to do it through sanctions? Are you going to do it through Um, the United States military having a more forward-based strategy in the region. Are you willing to go to war over Taiwan? I want some real specificity. And then I really want to hear them on what I would call the sort of non-geographic issues, which is what is is the position on our United States military, our, our energy independence, and our technology? We have fallen behind China in developing weapons systems. They have weapons we don't have, hypersonic missiles. Um, We've fallen behind in our R&D, our research and development and technology. They're making great strides in artificial intelligence. We don't spend nearly enough money on research and development. And I'd like to hear him talk about those things in specificity. And not just sort of glance over, I believe, in peace through strength. We let him get away with that line um, far too often. And people will say, well, I'm like Reagan. I believe in peace through strength. Yeah, Reagan did, but I worked for President Reagan, and he had some very specific right. points of what that meant. So we'll see. And you what know who under, says. understood that as well as anybody, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. I mean, yes, exactly. So it's not just, and I guess that's the other thing that I want people to realize that are listening to you and I discuss this. Um, it's not just us that he that the audience is for. The world is a safer place when people fear America, not when they feel like America is their friend. And and by fear, I don't mean that they're, you know, cowering and, you know, under the bed with knees shaking because they think we're going to come in and invade. But they they there's just a a blanket understanding. You don't mess with us because it would be the worst for you if you did. And I don't think we've expressed that kind of sentiment in the last three and a half years. Oh, certainly not. Um, you know, when I worked for President Reagan, he had a great line, talked about peace through strength, et cetera. But he said, look. You know, there was a world prize for heavyweight champion um, and nobody messed with him. And if, if you know that the United States is so strong and so tough that you mess with America and then America is going to defend itself and we're, you're not going to win. And at the same time, by saying, but America doesn't pick fights, we don't look for wars Correct. to happen. But if you pick a fight with us. You're not going to win that fight and understand that. And that's the kind of military and and national security policy. I think that we've done when we have had that policy, we have done very successfully because, again, nobody messes with us because they don't dare. And yet at the same time, we don't get in these forever wars that we can't possibly win um, when we don't need to because, you know, our adversaries are deterred. That's the heart of deterrence. And Reagan used to joke and say, nobody picks a fight with Joe Lewis because he's the strongest 
fighter heavyweight champ in the world. Yeah. And that's what America should be. That's totally, totally spot on. Real quickly, let's turn to uh, Tucker's interview with uh, the former president. Now, I, I personally think that with his lead in the polls and with, I don't know, kind of the rabid behavior of Chris Christie and Mike Pence and others that are just kind of like salivating to, you know, go after him. I kind of completely understand uh, not appearing at the debate, but I think it's a stroke of genius to go on Tucker's show because on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, he's averaging about 15 times the audience that he had when he was on Fox News. So uh, it's maybe more exposure and to a broader um, section of people uh, than than even the debate will reach. And so I'm I'm very curious your thoughts about what he needs to say in that interview. What I also want to hear from President Trump is the kind of interview he has given. He gave one to Maria Bartiromo not too long ago, and he's done it with others, where he really, instead of thrashing out and attacking some of his um, Republican adversaries, that he really focuses on the issues. There is nobody better than President Trump when he talks about the issues and the substance, because, and look, I worked for him. He doesn't pour over briefing books, but instinctively and intuitively, he knows what the real issues are and how we can you know put american interests first so that's what i want to hear from him yeah well i think it'll be a very interesting week and uh we'll we'll gather next week kt and review uh how they did according to the uh the uh, kind of ideas of what you were uh trying to lay out here and we'll see if they accomplished the mission or not always appreciate you being with us it's an honor and a pleasure kevin you thank you it. kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to get my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year of partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes with you on this uh, very busy Tuesday. You know we've had some fun with the vice president, right? She's 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 on more than one occasion had a difficult time coming up to find words that, you know, made much sense. And this week that streak continued. She was attending and I guess a special guest of honor for a gun safety summit that uh, she was in attendance with and there were there were young you know, people, leaders, if you will, of uh, this, you know, particular issue 
in attendance and they got to ask her some questions. And I just want you to hear the profundity with which she was able to answer such questions. Oh, and by the way, this isn't on a spoof site. She posted this to her own Twitter profile. Take a listen. Guns are now the leading cause of death for children, teens, and college-age people in America. I know I've grown up witnessing the impacts of gun violence in my home state of Pennsylvania. So my question for you is, how do you see my generation playing a role in this movement? And what do you think we should be doing? Now, that's not a bad question. I mean, I disagree with kind of the premise that guns are the ones that are killing people. I think people pulling the trigger with the guns are the ones that are killing the people. But if you're going to if you're going to ask her a question and, and it's a good question, how, how do you see my generation? She's asking, what, what, what do you think my generation needs to be doing? In what way? What strategies? How what give, give us some direction on how we can make the world a better, safer place. She gets basically two words as an answer. Listen, your generation is critical. It's critical. It's critical to this issue. We are counting on you. We need you. You are critical to this issue. You are everything. 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 So what I what I get from that uh, what I get from that response essentially, she said, "How do you see my generation? What what what's the direction we should be going? How how do how should we do a better job?" And all the vice president can come up with is, "You're critical." You're critical. It's critical. You're so critical. You're very, very. And then you're everything, everything, everything. Like if she says it more times with more emphasis on the back half of the word, it makes it somehow more powerful. She had a young person asking her basically how she could make the world safer. How her generation could be utilized in that endeavor. And instead of giving her any type of actual answer. She asks a question that deserved more than is critical or everything. That, that's not an answer at all. She didn't tell her anything that she didn't already know prior to asking the question. And this is our pro this is the problem you get when you elect leaders who are all about symbolism and have no substance. And that's, that's the difficulty that our policies across the board are facing right now. We don't know what we're doing as a nation because we have legitimate, empty-headed people making all the decisions. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time.